Oh yeah. Forty-eight. Are we? We actually live everywhere. We are now live. Live. All live. live, live, live. Episode forty-eight. I didn't even have to ask you. The podcast. The intro shouldn't be loud. I don't know why it is. It's been like that. I haven't changed the setting on that. Sorry, Ben You know what? That music is too long, too. I mean, that's my own little, you know. If I didn't make it that long, it would take you forever to come back for a drink. <laughs> oh, talking about drinks, let's set up a poll. A We're not even... Uh, actually, let's let's not even set up a poll. Let's do some betting. Who would like to bet on what Gonzo's drinking today? <coughs> Sorry. I want to bet. I'm in. <laughs> well, if you were in uh, the Twitch stream, you could bet on this. <coughs> Sorry. I'm going to give him some hints. Liquid. Ah, Legionnaires wins. He chose liquid. I'm not drinking liquid. In your yep. face, Legionnaires. Um. You thought you had it. I think by definition, if you're drinking it, it's liquid. You know, I'm going to have to go with that technically correct is the best kind of correct. All right, here we go. Here is this. What is Gonzo drinking today? Minimum bet one, maximum bet is 100. You can enter by typing the bet ID and the amount. Zero for beer, one for bourbon. Oh, man. I got the burpage just today. Unless it's a beer mixed with bourbon. Ooh, that would be double winners. A brubbin? What is that called? The Boilermaker? Breben? Oh, yeah, fair. I might try that. I think it's Plasma. Um, not plasma. Plasma. <coughs> right, so, uh, tasty, tasty plasma. Everyone who subscribes to us on Twitch, remember you have to manually update your subscription. Uh, I know uh, they do laps. Mine just laps, just uh, resubbed. Uh, you can actually go up to the subscription bar. It tells you when yours actually will uh, expire. So you can keep track of it there and uh, hit us the sub again after it expires. See, because if you don't, we don't get it. Yes, indeed. And, uh, and you get to hear to some make... cool stuff going, too. Yeah, absolutely. Get some cool stuff. So, let's go and get it. Um, bottom right-hand side of the screen is Adam. Adam, you are what at Broken Egg Games? <laughs> uh, I am the owner of Broken Egg Games. Um, that would well, make you the man. Right. So I pretty much just do everything that needs to be done that somebody else isn't doing. Okay. So if the toilet paper needs to be changed, you change the toilet paper. I get it done. That's that's what that's what's on the list that day. Yep. That's what happens. Right. Got to get in the is. trenches, you know. Get it I mean, done. you don't yet have an employee to do that sort of thing. Just, I mean. Sometimes you just got to do things yourself, you know? <laughs> Sometimes you just got to do them yourself. I think you need a solid number two to take care of that toilet paper problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Sorry. So, <laughs> since you are our guest, what are you drinking today? 
Uh, I am drinking a selection of Monster, Miller Lite, and Diet Dr. Pepper. I, I, yeah. Wow. Whoa. I, I can appreciate that. We're just like literally lined up in a row here. I'm just keep only, switching. There's only one of those is, I would drink. <laughs> as someone who is drinking rum and coke and coffee and was just handed some chai tea hot, uh, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. It's my array of beverages. John, uh, what are you drinking? Just depending on the mood, you know, switch it up. I have uh, my, I have a uh, vodka mixed with some uh, uh, cran cherry from uh, Ocean Spray. It's pretty that good. good. It was very yeah. specific. You were like that from Ocean good. Spray. Oh, uh, you know, cran cherry. I think pretty much gives it away, but it's just that's true. Cran cran anything is definitely Ocean Spray. I just feel like I had to use the brand name with that because uh, I don't use the good vodka. So shitty vodka and shitty cran cherry would probably be really bad. He goes all out on the mixer. <laughs> Look, mostly I do screwdrivers. Decided not to do a screwdriver, and you want an inoffensive vodka for the screwdriver because you don't want to overpower. And pop off is cheap in a plastic bottle. This it, is the pain. It'll get you drunk. Yeah. I once uh, once saw a girl play uh, beer pong, but with screwdrivers. She didn't uh, didn't do too well. No, I mean I'm in, but no. <laughs> All right. Um, so, last and final call for betting. Five, four, three, two. Nobody's betting. I think everybody's afraid to use their stuff right now. Yeah, they need to. They need to raid the banks. All right. The winner is. I am drinking a beer named after me. Uh, it's a Founders Old Dirty Bastard. You were in the Wu Tang Clan. I'm not in the Wu Tang Clan. So the winner is beer. <laughs> it is a Founders Dirty Bastard, a Scotch style ale. Open it right here, right now. Well, I'm hoping after my trip in uh, October uh, for the Sunday, we're going to go around all the breweries we can in wisconsin and i'm gonna have rich problem from beer machine and dan from beer machine to help me figure out what beers i may like because i'm not a big beer guy no you uh going to uh new glaris brewery uh probably wherever they drive us i'm just hanging out with my buds and gonna drink some beer (laughs) (laughs) so with that classic wisconsin let's go ahead and give a cheer out uh we do need to do some salute to a few people this week uh, John, who do we need to do salutes to? Neil Simon. Neil Simon passed away. Playwright and comedian. Yep. Neil Simon died? Yeah, he yes. died uh, earlier today? or? Yes, yep. and John McCain. And oh, I John know John McCain, McCain passed. I mean, yep. I was, but I didn't know Neil Simon died. I He wrote some interesting comedies for the 80s. Yep. Yep. So with that, guys, be safe. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. 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 Oh, that's lovely. Uh, let's go and switch to the paint cam. We can get started on our some really cool stuff. Paint cam. Uh, what do we want to go with first, guys? What do we want to talk about? Well, how about we have Adam talk about uh, Broken Egg Games things? 
I don't broken know. egg games. You things. can talk yeah. about broken egg game things. I, yeah, let's do that. What uh? <laughs> so I mean, Adam here, so we should probably talk about that. Adam, talk to us about why, because I've actually known about broken egg games for quite a while, back when it was like originally first starting and stuff. Um, yeah. So what made you decide to do this as a game, as as a job? As a job, yeah. Uh, so. Well, part one, uh, I was a teacher, and all teachers have second jobs. What so, we do? Yeah, so that was that was a uh, that was part one. Uh, part two, um, <clears throat> I uh, kind of just randomly uh, fell into it. Uh, a friend of mine uh, one day came to me and asked if I could. Uh, <laughs> well, let me step back a little further. My first second job as a teacher is I own a small construction company. Um, so we have a background in woodworking, manufacturing, building. Uh, I've always done things with my hands, uh, always made things. Uh, and uh, one day a friend of mine named Ian came to me and said, Hey, Adam, uh, you know, I'd really like you to make me a display board uh, for my War Machine Army. Okay. And I was like, well, what's War Machine? Because I, I didn't I didn't play War Machine at that time. I, I played Warhammer, uh, you know RPGs that kind of stuff. Uh, and this was six or seven years ago, so the industry was way way different uh, back then. Um, and so uh, I was like, cool. So I started working on design ideas and some different things, and came up with this wooden display tray uh, that was uh, CNC'd and hand finished, uh, really really nice. And he's like, holy crap, Adam, this is awesome. You should sell these. And I was like, okay. Uh, and so that's kind of how it started. Um, and then we slowly added more and more products as we saw needs. Um, it's kind of funny, like, because, I mean, you know, you, Gonzo, you know, like five or six years ago, the industry in which I exist just really didn't exist. No. Um, it just wasn't a thing. Uh, so we kind of created. And I don't want to be like, you know, cheating my own or anything, but we kind of created an industry uh, that spawned a lot of other companies that do really similar things to what we do. Um, because when we started, there was nobody else. Um, so yeah, I think like of... shortly after you guys, it was like uh, when Advanced Deployment also jumped in and mm -hmm. similar stuff. But you two were right there just straight at the beginning. Yep. Yep, exactly. So uh, it's kind of funny because... Uh, uh, you know, occasionally somebody will come by the booth or they'll be like, oh, this is a lot like what such and such does. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, you know, whatever. Or or it's even better is sometimes the other larger companies that were already around will start making stuff like we're making. And I'm like, Haha, I did good, did good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just uh, it's kind of something that I, you know, I pride myself in and, and the people that I surround myself with. Uh, we like to innovate and make new things uh, and create industries, more or less, where there wasn't, you know, something there beforehand. Uh, so, I, you know, it's something that I really enjoy. I get to be creative. I get to work with my hands. I get to meet amazing people like you guys and hang out. Um, so it's really fulfilling. I travel probably too much. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, so it just kind of, kind of rolled into that. So, you know, we started with that core group there in the, in the war machine area and expanded out, um, have some really, really successful lines and other game systems, uh, and it built into some partnerships with other people like, uh, Ed Burrell at Skeleton Key Games, uh, with the adventure tiles. Um, and he's just rocking it right now with his scrolls. 
Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen those, so that's really cool watching him do that. Uh, worked with Chris Johnson at Mechanica Studios. That guy's like a brother to me. Love that dude. Um, and, uh, you know, just, just getting to work with some really cool people and create some really cool things is just a unique experience. So um, I really like it as a creative outlet. Uh, and uh, I think that it really works for me because, um, as, as Ed put it one time, I'm the pickiest human being he's ever met, and he meant that as a compliment. Uh, <laughs> That's so, awesome. Uh, the Did quality. You say Ed Brian. Ed Burrell. Okay, different Ed. Sorry. Yeah, yeah oh. different. Uh, so just a just a, a kind of a thing of that. I kind of know what I want, and I know if I don't know, I know what I don't want. Uh, and uh, trying to hold that to a standard has been really successful. I've gotten to work with. Mitchell Malloy from um, League of Legends uh, over uh, Ride and stuff uh, as an artist to make the Elite Gaming Token line. Um, just some really, really cool experiences and, you know, the highs and lows that come with it, you know, the success uh, or failures on the different products or, you know, uh, things just working out or finding or, you know, the, the what is it, the stepping stones, you know, kind of thing of, of finding these processes out and then just putting them out there. So it's, it's, it's really cool, you know. I get asked a lot of people if I'm upset when people copy us or do this and I'm like, heck no, it means we're doing something right. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know if that really answered your question overall, but no, it's good. No, no, it was definitely good. Yeah. Um, now you were saying that you do different lines. Now, of course, primarily our guys are war machine and horde players, mm -hmm. but I know that y'all are stepping in some new grounds and making new things. Um, <clears throat> like y'all are doing, and we just we, we shared that post with the new X-Wing stuff because uh, X-Wing 2.0 is coming out. Yep, yep. So uh, uh, we got do, those coming. Are you an official license, or is this just, hey, these are things you could use? Yep, yep. These are just things you can use. Um, for officially licensed stuff, we have, uh, obviously, Privateer Press. Uh, we have Skeleton Key Games. Um, and we're in talks with some other people about things, but uh, those nothing has nothing has been officially announced yet. Okay. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, you know, we made stuff for, uh, for example, our first Fourier out of, um, out of kind of the miniatures market was uh, Netrunner back when it was really popular. Um, and we hit a home run. The, uh, the guy who makes... Uh, the game Netrunner, uh, or who who created it, uses our stuff. That's cool. Uh, um, and additionally, there's a couple a uh, couple head nods to it. If you look at some different cards and you see the Netrunner credits, uh, they look extremely similar to the ones we created, uh, which is awesome because those art those cards came out after you know like we had already released our stuff and had already been doing that. Um, <laughs> so uh, another really good one we did was the Game of Thrones card game. Uh, people just absolutely love the metal stuff that we came up with. Uh, for the coins and the and the power and, and the challenge icons, um, so those have been a really really good seller. Uh, and then we do other things for Kings of War or uh, man us X Wing. You know we have our metal X Wing line, and now we're going to do a full art acrylic line uh, for 2.0. Um, man, it just we we really run the gambit. Like I find a game that I'm kind of into or I like, or maybe one of the guys uh, that that works with me likes, and we just we just kind of develop a line or L5R stuff. Has done really really well. Uh, the yes, fan dial is super popular. Thank you. Yeah. So um, you know, and I, I've had I've had people uh, working with me that just come up with some really good ideas sometimes, and we roll into it. Uh, Zafar, to Johnny Z, uh, you know, he he kind of kind of really put together that entire L5R line. Um, 
and you knocked it out of the park. It's a, it's 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 a it's a great line. So uh, stuff like that just kind of rolls into it. We come up with an idea, figure out if it's viable, uh, and then put it out there. Uh, and usually, usually we do good. Usually we do good. Uh, I want to say uh, thanks for Gallifrey Dragon Balls for following us. Oh, much appreciated. I am most surprised to see that you have an Age of Sigmar uh, token set, which is useful because uh, one of the topics I was going to bring up is how much that doesn't exist in like the whole 40k and GW world. Yeah, uh, so... Oh, we're going to get... I think we can get technical deep right now in some business business (laughs) discussion. Um, So, uh, it doesn't exist because no one's told the players that they need it yet, I think is the best way to say that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's not it's not a need. That's a, that's a strong word. But even like in Hordes and War Machine, uh, people used to tell me, oh, you know, like I would never buy this or I'd never buy that. And once they see the usefulness of it um, in game, uh, the clarity, uh, the saving of friendships is like a is a key tag uh, that I love to use for for things that we make. Right. Yes. Uh, then there's no argument. It's like, oh, you know, we can went back and forth using this tape measure. Let's drop this widget in there. Boom. It's clear. Or, oh, you know, the token was out, I guess, you know, I forgot, it's uh, the, the reason why we first made the feet token, which was something that never had existed before for War Machine, it was just like, you know what, let's, uh, this is, now we know, this is in play, there's no, there's no back and forth argument, especially in your time turns, or back when it was, you know, not death clock, so, mm-hmm. you know, your, your turn burned out, like, you know, people would get upset or stress, uh, well, so, talk about that. Oh, yeah. Talk about the Age of Sigmar one. Um, I went to a, a tournament, Age of Sigmar tournament recently, and I had my, our prototypes that we have for our um, widget stuff we got coming out. And I let someone borrow our tournament tracker, and I let people use the measuring sticks for Age of Sigmar. And they were like, this is awesome. I don't have to have a tape measure to make sure I'm a nine. I just lay this down and move all my models around the nine inches or... You know, I don't have to worry about it. I know exactly what it is. And they were like, do they have Age of Sigmar stuff? And I says, yeah, they have it where, you know, it's a plus one, minus one, and all that stuff. And they're like, that's amazing. That saves me all the paperwork. And I'm like, yeah, you, and it comes down. You don't know you need it until you've tried it. And then you're like, damn, why would I using this before? Right. Yeah. Our, uh, our wound dials are super popular for Age of Sigmar and 40k right now. Oh, yeah. It's just something that, like, if you use dice or whatever, it gets knocked over. Or I've, I know I've done it. Uh-huh. I'll pick the dice up and roll it yes. for something. <laughs> and I'll be like, why'd I do that? Yeah. I, I did have a, a thing where I turned my victory points down and spent it as a command point. And didn't realize until turn later, I'm like, oh, shit, hold on, those are wrong. Let me fix those. Yeah. Yeah. I swear or I was some... just talking to somebody about that, rolling your... Uh, rolling your counter dice for uh yeah for whatever reasons yeah because they were you know they were using they had dice set to the side for their control points or you know everything and i was like the other guy had the tournament tracker and set it down and he was like i didn't have to use dice and then i had a guy that was playing with like seven or eight power solos you know and i gave him my uh dials the little wound dials i said here use these and he was like these are so awesome. They help me. And I'm like, yeah, you don't get them mixed up with dice. You get them easily look, you know, you can look at them and tell pretty quickly. And they're right there. You don't well, have and, to worry about it. And you can dry erase or wet erase on them. So you can literally label those wound counters for what model it's going yes. to. Or what you're using it for, which is just awesome. So, 
another one I saw at WarGamesCon actually was another person had walked up and didn't realize that those dice were tracking something. It was, they were all friends, you know, and the <laughs> two guys playing the game. They're really into it. He walks up, he grabs the dice and starts rolling them as like, you know, a nervous like, twitch or whatever. Uh, and then they turn and they're like, oh crap, man, like that was that was tracking something in our game and everyone was like, oh. Uh, that's, uh... That's yeah, that's... Even if it's like the turn marker, like, what turn are we on? Yes. Uh-oh. Sure. Yeah. Uh-oh. So do you do stuff for bolt action? Not currently, no. Although we have we have had people ask. Well, I should say we don't do things specific for bolt action. But things um, that could be used for bolt action. Like oh yeah, there's sure stuff. there are things to be used. Oh yeah, I mean any of any of our measuring widgets uh, for sure are going to be useful just for speeding up gameplay or, or you know clarifying things. Uh, we also like you know those dials obviously work for all sorts of counters, mm-hmm. uh, any different game. Uh, and then there's also our 2D terrain and our 3D terrain, uh, and bolt action is 28 millimeter, I believe, right? Yeah, uh, so, much, yeah. so uh, our all of our terrain stuff is going to fit really, really well for that uh, in general. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean all that all that stuff right there works for that for sure. So that's and that's the other thing too is is even though we'll do specific stuff uh, for different games, we also have a lot of non-specific stuff that's useful for just a boatload of games like our entire uh, elite token line is just like it's for any game you need it to be for uh and they're very colorful and they're very easy to identify uh for your different style effects but whether you want to call it uh you know go to ground or knockdown, at the end of the day a token with an arrow pointing down and a guy falling over is yeah. gonna, you know is, is is gonna get it done so yeah because yeah. i use your fire one and those are and i don't have the ones that stand up i have the ones that are just flat uh, and of course I have a lot of things that do fire on, on my Grimkin and that right there, they're so easy to tell. So whenever you're doing, you're going to upkeep phase, like, Oh guys, you need to test for fire. And it's not like you're messing up easily with it. You see them, they're big and bright and they stand out really well. Yeah. Well, and I actually, um, uh, for Pathfinder games, uh, as a GM, um, I love actually. So you can obviously you can put them in front of the models if you're having a uh, if you're having a uh, uh, you know a, a, a game in which you're going to be using miniatures. But just even putting them in front of the players to remind them about their bonuses mm-hmm. or their minuses, uh, it's huge. Um, and and I, the um, the players in the game started doing it too because you know if I give you a, a, a boost right or a buff and you're not remembering that. Right, like you're hurting yourself, and I oh, did you remember to add your you know blessing? Did you remember to add oh, your Oh yeah, blessing? yeah, that's Instead, a good I'll be idea. Like, yeah, I'll be like, boom, here's a token. Look down the line of your tokens and make sure that you have everything represented for all of your buffs that turn. Uh, so like something like that, just hugely, hugely make sure that everyone's working at maximum efficiency without working at it. You know, it's just that uh, would be such a boon for my D and D group where nobody remembers shit. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. You're like, oh wait, I got a bonus from you, and then you were singing, and then and then you're like, what does Bless do again? I don't yeah. remember. Right. So you can you can just put it down, and then uh, once again, one of the sides on those uh, tokens is dry erasable, the acrylic side. So like, I was literally just writing plus two, right? Like, <laughs> boom on this on this token to remind me that you know I had I had these uh, this blessing. I so I use the uh, the rage the flaming axe is my favorite one for that. Um, as, a, as, a, as a power booster or damage booster. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just 
it's it's fun, uh, and that's what they're created for. They're created to make game flow easier, and then also immersion. Um, when you're playing Game of Thrones and you're clinking our metal coins in your hand, like that's just more fun. Yeah, yeah. It's more tactile. It's sweet. It's yeah, difficult. exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we got that going. Um, we got a, a lot of things coming in the pipeline. Uh, we're gonna be uh, unveiling our uh, wound trackers that are Age of Sigmar um, themed. Uh, so there's there's going to be one for each of the uh, the forces, and then we also uh, did dry erasables for people who don't want to buy the larger uh, full token sets. Um, so that way, if you actually want to write the spell name down or you know whatever, you can do that on these writables. Um, and they you know the art is amazing on them. Chris Chris did a great job uh, for the art. I'm super excited about them, uh, and I'm really hoping that that the community picks up on how easy and how much use they get. Out of out of something like that because it's it's just like starting over in a new market like we did with War Machine and then eventually it'll become the norm uh, and uh, everyone's going to benefit from it. So well, I mean, Age of Sigmar has grown in popularity, you know, with the new edition and so with with the you know everybody that was at that tournament that I played at were like, where can I get these? Where can I get these? And I says, give me a little bit. Because uh, they were asking about the tournament trackers too, and I was like, "Just give me a little bit. Um, let me uh, make some calls and look at stuff, and I'll let you know when stuff goes up, so you can get it." And blah blah. Because they asked for uh, what I thought was interesting is they go, "Do you have one that have Age of Sigmar pictures and stuff on it?" And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> that- "W lawyers are rabid." I would. Yeah. No. 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 It, such it, things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but so fantasy pictures that. would be. Yeah, fantasies are fine. So, but that also brought up the subject, and when I started talking, and I was like, "What does it take to get a license on something and stuff?" Now you're officially privateer press. Yep. And anybody else that you have official that you're with right now that you can talk uh, about? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so, so Ed, Ed at Skeletinky Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's not uh, nothing in concrete, but um, you know, I have, we have, I have talked. A little bit with with games workshop um so i don't know if anything's coming from that and i can just say that right now because you know, it's nothing been too serious yeah uh, but there has been a reach out uh i would love to do some stuff with them that would be great um but uh yeah a lot of the other stuff uh we do you guys may not even realize that we're doing we, we manufacture sometimes for other people uh for kickstarters um in fact that's a it's a great thing that uh, we're really successful with, or uh, tournament kits, um, support kits, because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's what we do. We make accessories, so um, people reach out to us and talk about how we can accessorize their game. Uh, so we, you know, we, we help people walk through that, so we can do something like uh, <clears throat> I've done just just recommendations, right? Consultation uh, on you know this is what I would do, and then I would do this, and you can do this, and then we also do the manufacturing. Obviously, we're not China, right, or or, or you know that level. But uh, what's cool about that is we can turn on a dime, we can change it up really fast, so we can change from season to season, uh, uh, or even region to region, um, and and support uh, these different uh, gaming systems and companies with something that takes a lot of manpower and focus to do right uh, that maybe they shouldn't be focusing on. They should be focusing on the game and, you know, the, the, the basis of that. So yeah. uh, we've we've done stuff for people, and you may not even have known we've done it. Um, so um, One of the things that 
we were talking about is what does it take to get a license? I mean, is it just, hey, I'll do this, and they like blah, 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 and you just like pay them a fee or what? Uh, it depends on the license. It depends on the company um, and depends on what you are and are not allowed to talk about uh, for those contracts. Uh, but um, essentially, um, if you have an idea, right, you can approach the company. Uh, you can approach who's ever, you know, in five, it usually helps to know somebody because they get, you know, even I'll get, I get emails all the time about somebody who has a product idea and, you know, they don't really want to tell you about it because they're afraid that you're going to take it. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of the time, somebody else has already made that product. Uh, so they'll have a lot of hype, but they haven't really done the research. So I think the first step I can say is do a boatload of research before you contact anyone because you're going to look bad if somebody's already making it and you didn't realize it. Uh, so that'd be that'd be my number one step. Uh, second... Um, just kind of prepare yourself on your realistic capabilities of manufacturing. Um, are you going to be the manufacturer? Are you outsourcing it? Uh, because if you're outsourcing it, then what I'd actually recommend you do is you just sell them the idea and be done with it. Right? So uh, that's how most of the other industries in the world work. Uh, when you're talking about like the idea for a patent or, you know, if you're an engineer, you come up with the idea. You're not the guy making it and then marketing it and then handling the accounting and then selling it. You're not creating your own company. Uh, you have your idea. You make it. You sell it and you move on, right? Uh, that is what I would recommend to most people to do um, because we see, and you guys have been in the industry now, uh, fly-by-night uh, uh, companies pop up and go away all day long. Oh, yeah. Uh, right? Just all day long. And I think it's because people don't realize it's like, oh, you're not just making a product. Uh, you're answering customer service emails and packing and shipping and doing all these things that you don't want to be doing. And uh, what happens when all of a sudden everybody discovers it because social media is a huge thing now and all of a sudden there's like a thousand people leaping on your product and you have no way to fulfill it. Yep. Or, or also uh, a thousand people copied your product with a slight variation. And now, like you have, <laughs> yeah. you've you've put all this effort into setting up this whole system of supporting it, right? Uh, shipping all this stuff, and now your potential reach has been cut. Uh, so, what I would always say is, an idea for a game does not make a game company, uh, uh, or an accessories company, or anything else. Uh, try selling it, or legitimately, because you can come up with more ideas, right? If you, if you're creative and you have a really good thought process, and that's where you think your strength lies. Uh, come up with something and sell it to somebody else. Um, if you want to run a business, okay, well, then, yeah, but um, that's usually not the fun part for a lot of people, right? You know, I, I enjoy, I enjoy no. running a business. Like, I, you know, it's my background. I was a teacher of business. Um, I love I love the ins and outs. Uh, you know, I like doing that. I'm not just a dude who wants to make a game, if that makes sense. So I've been on every side of the gaming industry, from retail store owner straight up through manufacturing and all that and customer service. I I prefer being on the outside looking in. It's a lot easier because when you start mixing your hobby with work, if you're not that kind of person, it can get it can get all consuming. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and, and you know it's funny because you are in the industry. Uh, if you talk to the people in the industry and if they play games, you'd be surprised how many don't. Yeah. Yeah, just, always surprised me. Some of the games time. workshop we didn't play. Like you don't play any. Nope, don't play any of our games. Okay, cool. Well, yep, surprising. 
That's that's why I bought into that card game because I'm always painting other people's minis. I don't have time to paint my own. So I'm like, that's card good. game, card game. There you I don't go. Need yeah. To paint those. You don't, you don't <laughs> gotta paint a damn thing. She. We we catch her later. She's painting on the card. I couldn't help myself. That's <laughs> totally a thing that people do with magic. You know cards. what I want to do? I want. So they have the play mat for this. Uh, uh, the Warhammer Age of Sigmar, the Champions card game, and you've got your your uh, life counter, right? And and on the play mat, it's just a bunch of circles, and you're supposed to move your little counter down the track. Uh, and I'm like, well, I need a miniature to represent that. Obviously. Obviously, I love it. <laughs> Which going to talking about uh, Adam? Is that thing live by right now? Uh, it is not yet. Ooh. I, I am I am speaking with people to get it live though. Okay. That's okay. We'll we'll talk slow. We'll talk real slow. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say before we before we before we put something out. Um so what is okay, and I know people don't like it, but what's something that has failed? What's something that's failed? Um so uh we made an entire amazing line. Uh, for the Marvel superheroes game, uh, and then it didn't exist anymore. So I would say that that is that is technically Ouch. a pretty big failure. And, yeah. and um, that's the perfect example of your do the research and realize that those guys didn't have a license to do it in the U.S. And yep, that was unfortunate because that I was like, a good game. Yeah, yeah, I like the yeah, but, yeah. It just uh, it just kind of fell apart real fast. Um, and um, obviously, you know the. I don't think people were necessarily ready or uh, for for Disney to come in and, and buy out Marvel and you know like all that all those kind of different things happen. But I think that would be a really really good example. Another one uh, that uh, it's funny because we'll occasionally get a sale for it and I get super excited about it because just whatever it's one of those Pyrrhic victories. But uh, we we made an entire line of of tokens for the Pokemon card game, and anyone who's ever seen them that plays thinks they are just amazing, right? They're like, this is the coolest thing ever. I love these. And they just never sold. They never took off. I don't yeah, know why. I think the target audience for that is not uh, not the right one. Yeah, maybe. I mean, They're going to buy a Kutramah or they're going to buy more cards. They're going to buy more cards. Right, right. So, yeah, so, so for sure. Um, that's a good point, knowing that, because you'd think it would take off if they're awesome, but then you're going to yeah. realize that those people Oh, yeah, yeah. Bad. The feedback was great. You know, we, we sent them to some people that played online and you know everything everyone said is like oh my gosh this is just great and i was like sweet like you know we got got something going and it just never really took off now we do sell them on occasion uh honestly they make amazing presents uh for people yeah. that game because that's something where it's like it's kind of like uh like nice bar accessories uh if you if you if you like to to uh entertain people it's like maybe not something you'd ever buy yourself uh, but like that's a great present for somebody who's into that kind of thing, right? Uh, so so I, I tend to see more sales of that stuff for people who aren't even playing the game; they're buying for somebody else. Uh, but all in all, I would say that that underperformed uh, uh, where we thought it would. So those are those are two examples of things that you know we put the effort and the energy into, and uh, just never really took off or couldn't take off. I guess. Yeah, I mean, Marvel's not really your fault. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Wow, man, those. Movies. So have you thought about uh, just to, to have you thought about doing something for the DC uh, universe game if it ever actually takes off like that? Yeah, so we uh, we could use basically almost all the same stuff we made. Um, we've talked about it, uh, but um, 
I've gotten better about focus uh, in terms of, of releases and, and trying to gauge uh, importance of what we're going to focus on, right? So we only have so many resources on development and everything else. Uh, so the question kind of comes down to often is, what is the reachable player base? What percentage of that player base is probably going to buy our stuff? And then what is going to be our return on that investment uh, versus doing something else? Gotcha. So, and um, that's a game where I literally don't play it because I'm like, I want them to put in a rule book. I want a physical rule book in my hand. Then I'm in. Until then, GTFO. Then there you go. There you go. Right? It hasn't. It has not. It does not gain traction uh, in a way that you know we would like to see uh, in terms of growth. Uh, so we haven't. Uh, we haven't done it. Um, and for my personal design kind of um, philosophies, uh, if I can't do it better than somebody else who's already doing it. Um, we tend not to do it, or in my in my opinion of better, I should say, uh, if we can't do something that's going to be innovative uh, and not just more of the same, um, I kind of don't go into those markets. Uh, I so, I appreciate from a company. I, I mean, I like buying all my stuff at one place. Sometimes you're like, you're just making the same thing those guys made. You know, theirs is a little bit better. I just would I get it all in one spot? Is that really worth it? Or mm-hmm. you know, well. What does it take? Because you and I have done this recently. What does it take to get, take something from conception to actual product? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, so. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, first, it's just a bunch of talking, right? A, lo- a lot of back and forth. Um, I, get, I get a lot of window shoppers uh, of people who want to do things. Um, and I'm always welcome to talk to them about it and, you know, walk them through it. Uh, but that is a huge, not a drain, but it's a huge time sink, uh, in terms of, of the process. Right. So, um, so the first thing we learned is we kind of have to do like a pretty solid minimum, uh, because someone would be like, Hey, I want this custom thing. And you're like, okay. And they're like, I just want two of them. You're like, wow. Uh, well, it's a, a lot of effort just to make these two things. Um, so we kind of, over the years, built up uh, on a price thing. Um, uh, on figuring out what makes that worth our time. Uh, so once we had that done, it's kind of like, well, you want to do blah 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 blah. Cool. Uh, this is this is our options of materials. This is our options of how we can assist you in this. You know, do you want packaging? You know, our packaging. So then it's just a questionnaire. Uh, and then once we get that all done, then. We actually start on the creation of the uh, of the of the products. Okay, and what are some of the you know issues you've seen that come up commonly with designing something brand new? Uh, people don't keep themselves in their predetermined confines, and what I mean by that is when someone's like, "Well, I have this budget," and you're like, "Okay, we can work within that." Uh, and then they keep adding things, uh, and then all of a sudden they're way over or out of budget. Um, and you, you, you know, how do you respond to that for them, right? Like, uh, they get really excited about the project, and some people are like, "Yes, I want this, I want this, I want this," and you're like, "Okay," and then they're like, "Oh, now we need to change this, change this, change this." Um, and so that can be really frustrating for them, and then it's sad for us because, like, you know, we want to accommodate and we want to help, but. Uh, now the the project has gone way beyond its scope. 
Um, and that's true just across the industry. I have that happen all the time in construction, you know, during a remodel or something. Uh, someone starts with one thing and then they keep adding on. And then when the project gets close to being finished and they look at the bill, they're like, oh. <laughs> How did that happen? Right. Uh, so uh, we, we tend to see some buyer's remorse uh, because people just get so into what they're doing. Um, and uh, so that, that, that sucks. That sucks to see that happen. Um, so and, and sometimes people are just they're like, yep, you know, I changed it. I'm in. I want this. Let's do this. You know, now now invested. But, you know, let, let, let's go on there. So that's one of them. Uh, two is um, lack of communication. Uh, a lack of communication can be a really, really big killer. Uh, making assumptions on things can be really, really bad. Um, and that's just that's just in general with any business transaction. Uh, they don't read the fine print or they don't read the print at all or, uh, you know, anything like that uh, can lead to an issue that stalls a project. Um, and then finally, there's just timing, right, fitting it in. Uh, you know, we're not a huge multinational corporation or anything like that. So, uh, you know, I'll have projects build out to two or three, four months ahead of time sometimes. Uh, and so like fitting that in and then the timeline that they're given and then, uh, you know, for example, people don't think about this, but let's say we have an art change need, uh, on a Thursday, right? Uh, no one responds, uh, then it automatically hits to the next Monday, right? Well, technically, even though Sunday, Saturday and Sunday aren't necessarily working days, those are days we lost to whatever due date, you know, we were discussing on making it on. Um, so like that kind of stuff really adds up. Uh, so just a lot of just process and manufacturing issues that can be a thing or, you know, real life gets in the way. Someone has a baby or, you know, someone has a parent that gets sick or, you know, whatever. So that, that also can stop it. Or we have staffing changes or, you know, all someone, sorts of things. Someone goes to conventions all the time. Or we go to conventions <laughs> all the time. Uh, well, at least things are scheduled out in advance and you get to plan for that. Right. Yeah, I don't really give him shit. Oh yeah, no, no. Well, and you know, and then here's the other thing: uh, the people that are supposed to go to the conventions all of a sudden can't go because of real uh -huh. life. Uh huh. And then it's then it's an audible. I'm like, well, who, what? How are we doing this? Uh, you know, we already paid for the booth. We're going, so let's uh -huh. figure this out. Um, so you have stuff like that, uh, or uh, whatever we're doing for, uh, you know, for example, if you guys wanted to make. I don't know, say six months ago you wanted to make X-Wing stuff. Then uh, they're like, oh, surprise, there's all these new rules for this version 2. So we're like, well, you got to throw all this crap out. Like, this doesn't work. Um, so we have had that happen uh, once or twice uh, with some stuff that people wanted to do. Or uh, we had to change it up uh, to, to, to fit that, right? And that just kind of backs things up. So, And that has nothing to do with even like, well, let's imagine one of our pieces of equipment go down. Like, oh yeah, you know <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're a little behind now. So um, yeah, I mean those are, those are a lot of the the really big things that can be an issue, uh, and that is completely outside of just the design space, the art, the revisions, like that normal process that just takes time. You know, yeah, the like, more revisions requested, the longer it's gonna take. Um, with that, um, what are you doing for us? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, excited to announce that uh, we are going to be uh, 
kind of a home base for uh, More Than Dice, uh, their new swag that they're coming out with. Uh, that hopefully we'll have a live link here for uh, here uh, maybe after after the cast is over. Uh, looking timeline wise, thanks to daylight savings. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, the antiquated philosophy uh, of daylight savings. Time. Yeah, I did not understand that they didn't do daylight savings, and so I was like, hey, you need to be here, you know, this time, and it was you know an hour early, and it was like, uh, well, not with daylight savings times, it's not. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, just so uh, your your listeners know, Arizona does not do daylight savings. Yeah. We think it's dumb. So <laughs> <laughs> now, I think it's like, dumb too, but they won't stop here yeah. in Illinois. But there is also well, something that we are affiliate with, y'all, and so we do have an affiliate link. Yeah, can you post that? I post just it. sent that out, and let me. See if I can get that to go ahead and go and post right now. Um, and it should go live on Facebook, guys. Um, I know a couple of us, and we all kind of talked about it just for a little bit. But um, we are now having our affiliate program. I don't know if I can get this to go. Edit. Go now. Uh, it should show up in about the next few minutes. Um, and we are affiliate with Broken Egg Games. So if you use our link, anything you buy, we get a small little kickback. But we also are going to be putting out um, our own product. And we kind of showed those off a little bit uh, earlier. Um, and it was our... Two Oklahomas, two of each proxy bases, and then we're having our tournaments. Uh, one it is, uh, which is three uh, standing flags. Which I will tell you, when I use those at Age of Sigmar, that was one of the biggest hits. Mm -hmm. um, and people really dug the three D standing flags for Age of Sigmar because they could see it from across the table because you're playing on a six foot table. Uh, it stood out really well for them. They really, really, really liked those. Uh, plus a tournament tracker and two writable objective markers. Um, so that went really, really, really well. Uh, let me just do this. I'll just do a copy and paste it. Um, so, uh, it should show up on Facebook probably. It's on Facebook. Yeah. It'll There's be that. in the Facebook chat for our video also. And I just put I just posted the link. We haven't made it as an announcement. Um, and that is our link to um, <laughs> look at everybody going for a heist right now in the middle of everything. <laughs> well, they hadn't done they hadn't done it all all cast. I was like, what's no. going on? Uh, but if you look up there, uh, that is our link for our affiliate link. So if you use that and buy anything from there, uh, it helps us out a lot. It'd be really appreciated, and our product will be up shortly. Um, whenever that happens, we'll share the heck out of it when it shows up. Don't yeah. you worry about that, guys. Yeah. Um, and so we will have that, which is oh, you know what? I could probably go get those. Hold on a second. Um, Adam. Yes. What's, what's the next big project you're working on that you're uh, allowed to talk about? That you can yeah. talk about, yeah. <laughs> So okay, Let's, uh, I'm gonna pull up my uh, my organizer because that helps a lot. Yeah, that's a better question than let me go wild. I got some crazy questions, but 
They're crazy. I like crazy questions. <laughs> you you okay, can't so do the right. After role. this one, we get John's crazy questions. Love it. Wow. Well, you know. Okay. That's uh, a segment in and of itself, John. John's crazy questions. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, what system? Are we gonna narrow it down to a system? Now, now. Whatever you can talk about, man. Okay. Uh, so we are working with uh, some really high-level artists right now that do stuff for Magic the Gathering uh, to produce some products uh, that will be sold through them uh, as their rights to their own art um, allows them to do so. Uh, so that's that's a that's going to be a really big one that I think is going to be really popular. And I'm excited about that because it'll, I mean, like, I'll be able to work with just a boatload of really, really awesome artists. And some of that art is just crazy good right yeah i mean so i'm really excited to be able to offer that for them on um, they'll be able to sell those at trade shows uh, if they have their own personal websites so i don't think that's necessarily going to be a broken egg product um but it is something that i'm really excited that we're going to be able to do um so that's really cool uh another thing that we're going to be doing uh is we're going to be doing and I actually haven't announced this anywhere, technically, so this would be the first time I've announced it, is we're going to be doing uh, some faction-specific proxy bases for Hordes and War Machine. Uh, so I think people are really going to eat those up. That'll be really cool. Uh, and uh, we got some more things in the 40K area, uh, uh, specifically to do with uh, things like uh, Kill Team and Necromunda and stuff like that coming out. Uh, hopefully moving there. And... Um, where are we at? Can't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't talk about anything you can't talk about. Yeah. And then uh, I got to get the, the two CID releases for Crix and Protectorate uh, officially on the uh, on the website there uh, and get that rolling. So those those are the immediate things that are going to roll us through um, probably to the end of September, cool. October. And then, and then we have some things in October. Uh, slash November that just might be really awesome some uh, some potential crowdfunding things on the horizon that if they don't hit this fall they'll hit in the uh, in the early spring so busy busy super busy yeah so, I, I have a question before John's crazy questions okay. are you at Adepticon oh uh, we are at Adepticon yes okay so then I should see you there okay. yeah we've uh I love Adepticon. It's a great show. Um, we uh, we've been there four years now, three years. I don't know. <laughs> honestly, honestly, and I don't mean this as a negative way. These cons really start to uh, they bleh. do. Uh, in terms of just like because you see all your same friends and you know like you got you got it all going and uh, um, I just I, it's so funny because I'll be talking to somebody and we'll be like oh yeah I remember you know and they're like that was two years ago and I was like wait what. So, yeah, you know that that's definitely a thing for sure. But yeah, so we'll be at Adepticon. Um, love going there. It's a really, really fun show. It's really well run, uh, and I love how late the gaming goes and whatnot, and just to hang out. Like uh, those kind of cons are a lot of fun, where you get like that 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 uh, real tight knit feel, um, camaraderie and stuff. Uh, like the painting at Adepticon, the painting uh, panels and groups and stuff is just so cool. Yeah. To hang out. Well, and that's and that's where I am. Is I'm at Fort Waffle. That's that's pretty much where I live at that convention. Right. So yeah, very cool. Gonzo has a white sheet, so I think he's going to interrupt my crazy questions with something. No, he <laughs> isn't. Nope, nope. We won't let him. All right. Well, uh, 
So first one, and you can answer this or not as you wish, because it is out of left field, no, uh, no pre-ramble. Um, is, what's your, uh, what was your biggest problem taking a company that had sort of, uh, you know, had a customer service problem and, and turning it completely around? Because you have turned it completely around. I want that 100% clear. You just completely turned it around. But yeah. what was, how hard was that, man? Uh, super hard. Uh, so someone that I want to give a shout out to, to, uh, taking care of that is Z Johnny. Um, when he worked with us, uh, he really, really focused on the customer service. Uh, and, uh, we, we took it out of the hands of the person that should never have touched it in the first place. Yeah. Uh, and I think that once we did that, um, because, because customer service is not the hardest thing in the world, it really isn't. Um, <laughs> Once, once we took that, removed that uh, that blockade between the customers and reality is what I should say. Uh, it's uh, it really helped. Um, the other thing that I think that uh, is really good, and it's something that I had to uh, focus and do uh, to make sure people know. Um, I'm uh, often honest to a fault. Uh, you know, sometimes I shouldn't share information that I share or whatnot, and uh, I think people appreciate that. Um, so, you know, for example, if an order gets dropped, instead of making some really dumb excuse on why it gets dropped, I literally just say, hey guys, like, I messed up, or we messed up, you know, let, let us make it right. Um, and, you know, we have had problems in the past, and that's usually my response is like, we will mess up, we're a small company, um, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna hit roadblocks, we're gonna hit hiccups, uh, but just give us a chance to make it right, and we'll do our best. Um, and if we didn't, come back and tell us, and we'll try again. Um, and so just kind of like getting on that attitude, uh, is really important. Plus obviously, uh, and I'm sure most of your viewers probably more or less know, but removing, uh, very toxic people from the company, uh, has been insanely helpful, um, in terms of transparency and trust and, uh, you know, just, just good old fashioned good work. Um, so I think that's, that's just really the key was, was removing, uh, a person that, was causing a lot of problems. Yeah, and I want to get that out there because there's there was a lot of negativity for a while, but you guys like have just like I said, completely turned it around. And I don't think everyone knows that. Some people hear your name and still have a sort of bad taste. I'm like, no, dude, those look at look at all the War Machine players using all the measuring sticks. Those are all broken egg games. They're back on it, guys. You need to right. get that. That's the past. Get out of that. Right, and you know, I think it's uh, and we see that uh, just with games in general, right, or uh, or really. Unfortunately, the community, it's very easy to echo. Um, so without even thinking about it, someone will pop pop in and, you know, and, and, and echo something that, you know, just hasn't even been true since, you know, whenever. And that's not just for Broken Egg. That's for, you know, maybe a War Machine or, you know, GW or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, and so sometimes it's just hard to shake. Uh, and, you know, I, I fully expect that, uh, you know, we might never fully shake that. And that's okay. Like, that's that's part of the growth. And that's, you know, it's a... It's a scar on the arm that I have to, you know, I have to bear and be proud of uh, because uh, it was a big learning experience. Um, and I know not, one way not to do something now. Uh, so, uh, you know, we won't be having that happen again. Um, but, uh, yeah, just uh, just big time growing pains. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally true. Um, uh, I remember uh, the uh, when we first got into this process, uh, we we'd had gotten a, a bad a batch of acrylic. Um, that was mislabeled, um, so it wasn't the type we needed, and so we had some peeling issues uh, with the new acrylics, uh, the full art stuff. And so even though it was really more or less only like one large batch of acrylic, and I've kind of funneled into you know all of our different product lines, 
um, you know, we replace that stuff, no questions asked. So if you had a peeling acrylic, you just reach out to us. But someone would be like, oh, it's, you know, that happens or you know, their product's not good. And I'm like, well, whoa, that's, that's really not true. Um, I mean, you know, we had a bad batch, but we're over that, right? So uh, it's just something that I think you you, you just you just have to keep dealing with uh, and letting people know. And then, you know, building some champions in the community, people that are really happy. If you had a good experience with us, um, most of the time you don't share it, right? Uh, it's, it's what you expect. Uh, you only hear the bad. Uh, so, you know, I would say if you, if you guys are supporters, you know, let people know, like, hey, you know, they, exactly like you said, they've, they've turned that around or they're doing really good or, you know, well, we'll take care of you I mean, we're, to the best of our ability, right? We're not uh, some giant evil corporation, um, although it would be really fun to, like, have my board of directors surrounding and I'm doing the Mr. Burns thing. That'd be, be great, but that's not the case. Uh, you know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're a small company, a few dudes trying to trying to do some cool things. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, any anytime you can see that, uh, it's just asking somebody to say hey you know what that wasn't my experience this is what i did this is what happened yeah that's so. what i want to say to our listeners is that you have to st- if you have better information than the person saying something just challenge them don't don't let people propagate those those false facts or anything that's where i mean in the gaming industry anywhere really but really in the gaming industry because it's all us together if you know something more you had a good experience speak up mm-hmm. say something and um, by the same measure if you had a bad experience someplace everyone's saying is the best say something there too let people make their own decision let them hear all the sides don't just let the false information go around it's it's right. on us all of us can be hobby champions in that yeah for yes. sure for sure yes i agree and you know like i'm super aware of uh you know different shortcomings and stuff that we have sometimes we take longer to get a a product made or out um and it's because i i try to have really high quality standards if i don't like the way it looks like it doesn't it doesn't go out um and i try to instill that into into my employees, hey guys, if this doesn't look good, remake it. Um, and sometimes that means things take longer. Uh, well, but I would rather I would rather that that quality level may be maintained uh, than be quick about it. Um, so uh, I think that's another thing. And then sometimes when Adam's left in charge of the emails, uh, it, it takes a while for me to get back to people. That is <laughs> that is very true. Um, well, so it's I, tough. you and I have actually we had to go through a growing part and it was one small issue that got whenever it got done it was like whoops we didn't even see it until i until i had the product in my hand mm-hmm. um and of course y'all made it right because that's what y'all do but I was, I was showing off the the flags actually we had two and they're not even issues they we had two things come up we were trying to build these 3d flags and we were testing the flags out and the hole that the flag stands in, when the first initial one was done, it was too tight, and it snapped the base off, and right. we had to do some readjusting. And we found out the best way for all this to do is not to increase the size of the hole, but shave it down just a little bit. Tell people that it is supposed to be a tight fit, but don't force it. Right, right. Totally prefer that. I bought something from a, from a quasi-competitor of you guys, and they don't fit in the bases. Like, they just wobble in there. And I'm like, hey, guys, is this supposed to be like that? Like, yeah, they're, they're not a tight fit at all. I'm like, no, no, this isn't even a fit. But, like, we're sorry. That's just how we build them. I'm like, okay, well, say something. Let people know that. Right. I'm a veteran hobbyist. So I can put a, I can glue a bit of plastic card to a side of it and yeah. make it fit. Yeah. Wedge a little Kleenex in there. Yeah. yeah. Green stuff. <laughs> but you want to know. Expectation. Right. It's 
first rule customer service is manage your expectations. If you know, you, you're going in, you're fine. Oh, I know it's going to be like this. It's all good. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's absolutely a design decision, right? Like uh, Gonzo and I talked about it a bunch, and I was like, hey, man, I'd rather have it tighter because you can always remove material. Adding it back is a little harder. Absolutely. Um, and what a lot of people don't realize is uh, all the laser-cut products that you see, they're all cast acrylic, which means the thickness is going to vary, uh, and we just can't control that. Um, and so when you're trying to make something that fits that that area and it's laser precise, but the acrylic isn't, you're just going to have variants. Uh, so I would always rather, and it's the same thing for our standing elite tokens, I would always rather err on it being too tight and you shaving it uh, or needing, you know, or whatever, uh, rather than it be too loose. Because if it's too loose, it's basically useless. Yeah, cause if you put a tiny bit loose, it's not a big deal. But if it's too loose, you're just like, this is just falling over. Like, what the hell? Well, I mean, like we were talking about stuff that we were doing, and it's like we're we're doing stuff that's different than some other people have been doing. But that was something I wanted to do, and we wanted to do as a team. And something we did was the the tournament trackers and the objective markers that are writable. Uh, and no one's done that like this. And so we're like, okay, we've got to figure out how to do it. And we were looking at it and like, okay, we need it big enough that people can see, but not so big that it takes up an entire section of the board. Um, and that was an issue that we saw. And so we, we made up the, you know, the objective markers that have a writable spot so you can write what type of objective, how much damage. And then of course the tournament tracker and then the flags, um, you know, like I said, we, we ran into the issue of, you know, is the hole going to be too big, too small? We had to figure out what we we're going to do with that. Um, and isn't that just the question in general most of the time? Is yeah, you know? was it going to work? Uh, another one we talked about, and I didn't even know, was putting arc markings on objective mark on uh, proxy bases. Yeah, because <laughs> people don't, and, and I didn't know this, so I had to learn that if you were to actually put the lines on there on the acrylic, if the cut is off any, it ruins that whole objective marker or a proxy base. And so, which Chris came up with a really good, I guess it was Chris, came up with a really good idea where we put notches into the bases, which I thought was a really cool thing because you cut it like that. So it's not going to be, because if you look uh, at it, it's always going to be this and like, there's the front. And anytime you use it, it's just, it's going to be there and it's not going to mess up when you cut it. Yep, and you can uh, you can technically even paint the front of it, like the mm-hmm. little front of it, uh, oh, yeah. on the yeah, side. Yeah, because right. y'all sent me one without the markings, and then one with, and I was like, "We're doing the one with the little notches because I can sit a laser and go boom, there it is. Yep, don't have to worry about it. Oh, there's my front facing. Yeah, nice. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For for War Machine, absolutely. You need you yeah. got to. Yeah, War Machine, Guild Ball. I mean, technically, even uh, to some extent, uh, uh, you know, a lot of other games are at least acknowledging the idea of facing, uh, you know. <laughs> a lot of non-GW games. Yeah. Who yeah. <laughs> so. needs facing? What? I, I, I had a problem. I was firing my knight. I'm like, my knight's hiding behind another knight just to make it really hard for things to shoot him because he got effed up. So it's like, I'm firing a gun around the side. I'm like, yeah, cool, I can do that. But I can't fire my stubborn because he would go through the knight. He's like... No, John, you can draw your light of fire from any part of your model. Like, you can whip that around and look behind you <laughs> all at the same turn. So uh, I did check out, and our products are not listed yet, guys, but definitely we are going to be selling some stuff. One of the packages is going to be the three flags, two objective markers, and a tournament tracker. Uh, and then the other one is 
two of each proxy base, which it's, I'm just going to show you. It's there now, Gonzo. Are the products there now? Yep. I put it in its own category. Let's see. Just now. So if you go directly what? to the homepage, you'll see more than dice. It's its own category. Oh, but there's no products there, though. They have to are. You gotta, he yeah. said he was going to do it to one drop-down so you can choose. Oh, okay. Somebody was paying attention. No. Yeah. All right, guys, let me share this real quick. Guys, here yep. is our own page. This is like, I'm super excited. Y'all don't understand how super exciting this is for me. It was uh, a process. It was a process. Th this, this is like a dream of mine come true. Um, of the products that we're... This is actually really, really cool for me. Um, I've never, you know, this podcast is uh, a baby of mine. Uh, having these awesome co-hosts and then working with awesome people has been really, really what I look forward to. Um, it is a it is a challenge, but I'm really looking forward. Uh, if you go on there, you can see, use the drop-down box. You can get all of the product for a cheaper price, or you can buy individually. Um, also... You can also use the link to uh, the affiliate. Make it a whole lot easier on yourself. Make it easier on us. Um, and it should be all updated. But you can find us on the More Than Dice. Um, we hope y'all like these. We worked really hard. Uh, they it really did. It really did. <laughs> you guys put a lot of effort into uh, into uh, figuring out what it is. Uh, you know, it's just just months of deciding what products to offer and everything else. Um, and I just want to say, at the end of the day. Uh, for your for your listeners, uh, even if these are things you guys already have, um, I recommend getting them. You could always give them to a new player or anything else. But at the end of the day, like this is a really awesome way to support, uh, yes. you know, more than dice and what they do, um, because uh, you know it, it funds the next episode or the 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 increase of graphics or either projects or any events that they want to do. Um, so even if it's not something that you need. Uh, you can always give that to somebody else, which is then going to make them a fan. Um, it's just a really, really effective way of supporting these guys. Uh, so please, please do take advantage of that. Every bit, uh, which one tell you is every bit that we sell goes right back into our podcast. Um, we don't get rich off of this, guys. There's no way. <laughs> um, we don't make money off of this. We take every bit and send There's it back no out profit. to There's no profit. We are yeah. very poor Ferengi. <laughs> We turn around and do other cool stuff, uh, which we've got a dice order coming out pretty soon. So we got yep. more dice coming for everybody. Um, we're still looking to get a new camera for Kathy. Uh, we're looking to upgrade some of the graphics for us. We're, we're, I am actually looking in for t-shirts for us pretty soon. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, and everybody, our, everybody, every, every bit that we get in, we take and put it back out. Um, just so we can add cool things for y'all. Um, and it looks like we are just a little bit over on time. And it's media section time, guys. Y'all ready for media section? Did <laughs> private jet for John go on conventions? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I haven't been watching stuff. I've been playing, uh, champions all week. <laughs> So, uh, so give us give us your review of the card game now, since you've had quite a few more games. There would be your media section. How about that? Uh, I am a, such a noob at card games. I I haven't like I didn't played Magic the Gathering since like the early '90s. You know when it first came out, and then I sold off all my stuff for a pile of money. Um, and I sucked at it then. Uh, 
but I've I've kind of joined up with this this whole community of people on the uh, on the Discord server for AOS Champions, and and I've been picking up some tips from people who have been playing card games like forever. They've been playing like all the card games forever, and and so there are some helpful tips that I have gleaned from these people. And if I'm building a deck, I can I can put it out there to them on the server and say, "What do you think about this? Do I need to tweak this a little bit? Is this a completely stupid idea?" I have a uh, I have a Valkia, the, uh, you know, Valkia the Bloody, and a Morikar of the uh, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> and uh, and I want to put them both into the same deck. And it's a stupid removal, like a self-damaging, uh, or self-removal, like it's me removing all of my cards as I'm playing in order to hopefully get benefits, but also do damage to the other guy so that I can kill him in the end, because essentially that's what it's all about. But that's my, that's my like, stupid fluffy baby deck, I guess. That's the, my pet deck that I want to be able to do well with. But I know that I need the right cards, and I I need to finesse more with that one than just like Archeon and you know some champions, and all they do is throw demons at you, and then you die. It's a, it's a bit more finesse than this smashy kind of do lots of damage. They call them aggro decks. I just learned that term. <laughs> aggro <week>. decks. <laughs> I'm like, I'm such a noob. I'm like, what? What's aggro? What's? I don't understand. What's control? What? What's all these <laughs> words you people are using at me? Well, well, Kathy, I think an aggro deck is something that we make at Broken Egg. <laughs> uh, but an aggro as an aggression. <laughs> yes, I figured that out. Oh, I watched the YouTube. I I did the research. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's been a fun week of learning about um, just, just basic card game terminology, which oh, is yeah. a thing, and I had no idea. I'm like, okay, you know, but it's it's been a lot of fun. So I have chaos is my, of course, you know, bloody chaos, and I have Archeon, and I have three Archeons in case anybody else cares. Because it's rare and unique. <laughs> I care. How I managed to get three of them, I don't know. But I sure can't get the other stuff that I want. RNG is RNG. But uh, yeah, um, but it's been fun, and the community is fun uh, so far. There, it's it's interesting. You you can tell the people who just you know want to be really good at a card game so that they have one thing in their life they can, you know, brag about, I guess. But for the most part, they're, they're a fun group of people so far. Um, Adam, you had an announcement to make, and so we'll make it during the middle of the, the media section. Um, right. And it's actually something really cool and really dear to your heart. Uh, what yes. is it? So... Uh, <clears throat> We did a uh, kind of an impromptu uh, charity uh, uh, giveaway uh, uh, for something that's really close to me. Uh, my cousin Chad, 
uh, was in the Marines, um, and uh, due to uh, complications with PTSD medication, uh, passed away on base after two tours uh, in the Middle East. He was actually here in the United States. Uh, and so we created, uh, uh, my aunt and uncle created a foundation in his honor, and a model that really kind of like stood out to me, um, and it's kind of a funny story, the original I thought was super, super stupid until I saw it in person, was the Rocket Girl, uh, the alt uh, model that uh, Privateer Press makes uh, for Crucible Guard. Um, and so we did a, a, a basically a raffle uh, giveaway where people could donate, they didn't have to, uh, and they could just enter into the raffle. Um, just kind of as an acknowledgement of, of, of everything going on. And you guys uh, agreed to paint two of the Rocket Girls, which I now have in hand, so I can send that over to you, uh, and give away to two people that entered the raffle. And I have your guys' as winners. Oh, no. So, oh, no. Yeah. You better yeah. announce mine last because that person's going to be so sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Alex Barker. Uh, is and uh, Steve Stephen Gibson uh, are the two winners uh, for more than dice. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll get you guys in contact with them if you want to have them on the show or anything. I don't know if they'll uh, they'll be super excited about that or not. They actually don't know. I just announced it right now. <laughs> uh, actually, maybe Stephen knows. I think he had messaged me a while back on it, um, and he just um, as funny as it was, he was one of the winners. So. Uh, those are the more than dice winners. I'm super excited about it. So I'm going to get you guys the uh, Rocket Girls. Uh, PP was really great in helping me uh, get that put together. Uh, super supportive. I got to collect them at Gen Con. And uh, so we'll be announcing the rest of the winners from the other affiliates uh, here in the near future. Um, a lot of people signed on. It was really great. Advanced Maneuvers. Um, Charles, uh, Charles signed on just as himself. Uh, which is really awesome. Uh, so he's gonna be he's gonna be painting something for me, uh, or painting a rocket girl. Uh, Grill with a brush agreed to do it. Uh, White Whale Studios. Um, uh, who else? Good Day Bloke. Um, you know ha- has agreed to do it. So we've had some really really cool people uh, jump on board that are gonna be supporting uh, to where we're gonna be giving out eleven or twelve of these. Uh, and I'm gonna do mm. one myself. So it's gonna be awesome. dangerous. I have not painted in quite some time, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and you guys, uh, you know, paint them however you want. Uh, you can work with the uh, the person who won if you want, or you can just send it out to them. So, uh, I'll be getting you guys their uh, their email information, and uh, yeah, it's a big deal. I hope to uh, support uh, the Chattel Trailer Foundation a little bit more often uh, through Broken Egg. Um, he was really really close to me, uh, so it was definitely a, a very very trying experience uh for the family and uh it really kind of opened my eyes to how how much um that goes on uh in the military in general and uh you know there's just that silent suffering that you know people don't necessarily even know that they have it uh so um it's a really really good charity please check it out if you guys have a chance the chad old schlager uh foundation uh, it's not a huge one. Uh, it's very personal, and you know they really take care of uh, the people that they reach out for. So, yeah. So, what okay. is your media section you got for us then? Uh, media, uh, media, media, media. What is new? Movie, new? book. Okay. TV series, okay. You give us a review, six. but we've we've got to tell you we've got a review, Kathy. You got to give us a review of the card game, um, and we do it in space her- space herpes. Uh, the more space herpes, the worse it is. Oh, space herpes. Yeah. Gen- generally from, from zero to five. 
Zero okay. to five. Um, so you gotta tell us, describe it. Well, I need to know, is there a cure for space herpes? No. Is that, like, treatable? Of course not. <laughs> so that's pretty bad, then. Thanks for the follow, Kenny Powers. Okay. Uh, so I I watch very little uh, TV, unfortunately. Um, even though I do love it. I do actually love binging, like, just crazy, like, days binging. But never get to do it. Uh, I actually watched a few episodes of Disenchanted. Uh, the new, and it is really good. It's really legitimately funny. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna give that uh, like point two space herpes because uh, it was, it was. I was totally surprised, like pleasantly surprised uh, at how good it is. It, it takes a lot of Matt Groening's like best uh, humor parts, you know, whether you like Futurama or you like The Simpsons or whatever. It really just kind of pulls all together a lot Life of really good. We're no like a, you remember Matt Groening's, uh, well, his cartoons, which were Life in Hell, with the mm-hmm. little weird bunny people? Yep. Those were awesome. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he just, he just really, the writing's really, really solid. Uh, I, and it's that classic where you could have your kids watching it, and they're not going to pick up on the adult jokes. Uh, and they're going to, you know, enjoy the, the stupid slapstick humor of it. Um, and then on the flip side, you're like, did they really just, did they? <laughs> I need to catch. look that one up. Yeah. After Reaper Oh yeah, I know it's re- yeah, it's really really good. Um, I binged like four or five episodes of it, and I was like, this is just great. So uh, yeah, definitely point point four space herpes. <laughs> Not really a whole space herpes. Like maybe it just really kind of you can see it a little bit on the lip. Like you're like, is that a zit? <laughs> like I'm not like it's probably just a zit. It's- it's not quite an open sore. Yeah, no, it didn't. There's no ooze. <laughs> yeah, you're like you just be like, like with a little bit of makeup, you've covered that up and you're golden. Like that's that's where it's at, right there. <laughs> See, I was oh, a complete dude, opposite. You need, to, you need to watch Ice Pirates. I just need to throw that out there real quick. If, Ice Pirates. If nobody Ice has watched Pirates. Ice Pirates, you need to go watch it. That's All like right. must have before you come to the podcast next Sunday. Cheesy eighties sci-fi. It's amazing sci-fi. I mean, this sounds okay. like that sounds like me and a bunch of my friends got drunk, sold everything we owned, and then came up and actually just became pirates. This is what that sounds like. Well, yeah, pretty much. Part of that, you and your friends get drunk and and, and watch the movie is probably yes. the best way to watch it. Yes. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. <laughs> I can do that. So, okay, so sorry, Gon. So I interrupted you. I, I see. I'm, I'm a complete opposite with Adam on Disenchanted. Uh, I'm about five episodes in, and I don't think I've laughed maybe once. What? Yeah. You have no soul. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, ah, this is now. Don't get me wrong; it's got some cool stuff in it, but I, I, I'm just not finding it funny at all. I'm like, I'm like, where's the jokes? Where's the jokes? You know? Okay. You know, another one I'll give you, Gonzo, on this is, is its quotability after the fact is very important for my comedy. So if later I can throw out a quote and somebody gets it and they get where it's from, that's going to be good. And I think that show is going to have a lot of that, where you just like yeah. say something, somebody can finish it, and you're like, ah, oh, that was fun. That was ah, good. I like it. I like it. Is it gift-worthy? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, there's going to be some gifts coming out of that, <laughs> for sure. Oh. a bot. Five space herpes is basically what you just gave it. Like the whole. No, I, I I give it like three, three and a half. Yeah, like that. yeah, I give it like three, three and a half. How is 
0.4 space herpes, the exact opposite three or four herpes. I'm really, I'm not that great at math. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. I don't math. I don't know. These are percentages you're talking about. I don't think those are percentages. Those are decimal points. 0.4? What? That's not a percentage. It's 40% of a space herpes. Yeah. No, you're just converting it. <laughs> just 0.4. It's a fraction of a space herpes. It is also a fraction of a space herpes, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was never good at fractions or percentages. That's fair. I, either it was I, and I taught pre-algebra for two years. <laughs> I have to use them at work a lot. What, fractions or space herpes? I was going to say, I don't know what you do, but you don't get paid enough. You're doing space. <laughs> Fair. Oh. Awesome. John, what is your first one? My first one is uh, I watched season 12 of Red vs. Blue. Oh, okay. That's yeah. still going? Yeah. It's four <laughs> seasons afterwards. This, this. Man, you just really brought me back. Oh, dude, uh, I will tell you, if you haven't watched it in a while, seasons like 6 through 10 are absolutely amazing. Like, it actually goes into, they're still being silly and stupid, but there's actually some underlying really good story. They had some great animations till their animator passed, um, and just was really good. This is back towards, and it follows one of the same thing. The first, they're doing trilogies, the first part of the trilogy is a little more humor-based, and they get into the story, it gets a little more serious. It's still them being stupid and funny, but it, 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 it goes up in the, the seriousness and then drops back down afterwards. I mean, just, oh, that's awesome. This is the quotability, right? Why, why did we build this base in this box canyon? Well, because they built that base in this box canyon. It's just, I mean, it's just amazing. Just such good writing. They haven't been in the box canyon for a while. They're, they're actually doing stuff. It's crazy. It's there's some good stuff there to be seen. So season 12 is the second part of the Chorus trilogy where uh, they crashed on a planet, ended up in basically another box cannon until they left to do other stuff. And uh, it's them figuring out what's going on. At the end of the first season, uh, uh, half the team got captured by the bad guys, the other half got captured by, or, or was rescued by the good guys. And the season is them figuring out, and I mean, it's pretty much the least competent of them because it's Tucker, Griff, Simmons, and uh, Caboose, and they have to go rescue everyone else. So it, it's it's a lot of that, and they have some character development for some of the characters, which is crazy when you think that it's red versus blue and they're having character development, but uh, Tucker has a lot of character development, and there's some good moments. It's it's very enjoyable. It's not, it's not as high as their peak, because again, like I said, their animator passed. It was a freak accident during a surgery. And they're more using the engine mostly now for everything, which is still fine. That's what it started at. It's just not going to reach that same height as in, you know, the middle there. Uh, but still enjoyable. Uh, it's about three hours long for the whole season. So it's a bit, they're getting a bit longer, but uh, that's fine. I watch about an hour with dinner a couple times a week and then uh, catch up slowly. I'm going to try and get the next season done this next week. Uh, I give this one about uh, one and a half space herpes. And honestly, Griff probably has a space herpes because it's Griff. <laughs> but nice. enjoyable. Check it out. It's on Netflix. Free. Right. Uh, so let's see. My first one, one yeah. um, it's, of course, it's on Netflix. It's called Magic for Humans. 
Um, and it's your typical street magician. The guy's pretty good. He's not that spooky, you know, look into my eyes and I can make the world disappear. And, Is he you not know. Boris Karloff? Yeah, he's not, you know, he's not. Good he's, reference. Wow. <laughs> he's, he's not trying to be uber cool, if you know what I'm saying. Um, and he's an ordinary looking kind of a, a nerdy guy. And uh, he does some street stuff where, you know, he like, uh, one of the first scenes is he ties a blo- ties someone's phone to a bunch of balloons and sends the balloon away. And so they're like, that's my phone on that balloon and it's going away. And of course he's got it, you know, tucked away, hidden somewhere else, but they freak about about it. And this big old black lady is like, you know what you should never do with a black person's phone? Take it away and put it on a balloon because you got your ass beat. <laughs> and I was like... He laughed and joked about it, and he does some pretty funny, stupid magic tricks. Um, you can tell some of them are staged and such, but some of it's just done for comedy. Um, and they've already started making gifts about his magic tricks because some of them uh, were laugh out loud hilarious. But he also does a bunch of social experiments, um, which I know everybody's seen where they do like. This guy walks up to someone in a crowded area and says, hey, can you show me where this is? And they show him a map, and then something gets in between them, and he switches you know, spots with somebody. And so it's a different person asking the thing to see if they notice it's a different person. Um, and he takes it one step further where he switches out of clothes and changes it up, and it's really good. Um, he also does one where he goes... You know, he talks about, it's a lot of social experiments he does with it too, like regret. And about, you know, have you ever regretted something? And someone's like, well, yeah, I regretted, you know, not doing this with this friend. And I regret, you know, treating this person like this. And it's all done right with that person. And uh, there was a part where I kind of teared up because he was doing this. And he says, you know, sometimes you regret, you just need to say you're sorry and hand them some flowers. And uh, this guy said that he regrets not being there for his girlfriend when her mom passed away and of course she's standing there and she's tearing up and he's like well give her the flowers and you know so on so on gives her a flower and of course the note says i regret not being there you know when your mother passed away and you can tell that it actually touched these two people and they you know forgave each other um but it was actually it was actually pretty good they were short episodes about 30 or so minutes long and i think it's only like eight episodes so it's easily binge watchable uh in a day no problem but it was it was pretty good i'd give it two space herpes because some of the episodes or some of the magic tricks you're like oh this was just a cutscene type thing or you know whatever um but he was making a point like he also did um eyewitnesses you know an eyewitness is not always the best uh, thing so it was pretty good uh it's on netflix uh, Magic for Humans, pretty interesting. I give it's it two space minutes an episode. That's yeah. not bad. No, no, it's not bad. Uh, he, says, he does some good social experiments, does some good things. He does one, uh, like, trick questions. Like, he took this razor blade and swallowed it, and all this blood is coming out of his mouth and everything. And he says, all right, time for your trick question. And the, of course, the ladies there are freaking out and just can't believe there's all this blood coming from him. And he's like, so, and, and I can't remember the exact one, but it was like, so what happens when Luke Skywalker kills Harry Potter? And, you know, it's just, you know, just stupid trick questions, and she's just still flabbergasted about all the blood coming out of him. So, I recommend it. But I like magic tricks, too. 
Um, who's next? John? I got a small one real quick. Okay. Uh, I've actually uh, was doing a lot of stuff around the, uh, the, the house today and listening to Jerry Reed, of all things. And, Why? man, he's he's got some really abusing music. Uh, <laughs> as long as you can dig country. I have some friends who have... Uh, they feel about country like uh, Gonzo feels about Ready Player One. <laughs> but uh, he's got a good sense of humor. Uh, he's got some solid guitar work and just very enjoyable, good music to listen to. Uh, so give that a shot. I, I give Jerry Reed zero space herpes, uh, unless you're talking about the later Smoking the Bandit movies. But we'll judge those on their own merits and demerits. You know he was on Scooby-Doo. Hold on. Jerry Reed was on Scooby-Doo? I'm pretty sure he was. I could be Miss Miss. No, I think he he absolutely was. I'm going to watch that on YouTube later today. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Jerry Reed was also on Scooby-Doo. That's definitely zero space herpes for anyone who's on Scooby-Doo. I have one more. Uh, I have one more. Anybody else have anything else? Nobody? Uh, is media music related? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Go ahead. You go ahead. What are you listening uh, to? Wow. Uh, so, I think my... I, I, I do have a pretty large uh, array of music that I listen to. Um, you know, anything from classical music to dubstep to, like, really hard metal. Um, kind of a right podcast. Place. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, Elise Trow... Um, is is one that has impressed me uh, um, recently. Make sure I'm pronouncing her name right. I could type it, but look it up. But uh, it's not something that uh, I would ever. Yeah, Elise Trow. So it's E L I S E, uh, and then T R O U W. Um, I never would have thought that I would be into that kind of music. Uh, and um, her, the song Line of Sight uh, is the first one that I got introduced to, and I just really like it. It's just, I mean, something about her voice, uh, I don't know, obviously she's she's gorgeous, right, easy to look at, but uh, something about that voice and how it comes together, and it's just a really, really uh, calm, um, kind of like easy listen, not easy listening, more jazz-based type of uh, song. Yeah. Um, kind of like how you might think that you would find in like a... Uh, a high-rise cocktail bar or something, right? Like, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I just I really, really enjoy it. Um, and hopefully, she has zero space herpes, so that's <laughs> what I'm gonna read her. Uh, uh, yeah, she's popped through my feed a couple times. Never listened to anything, but I've added some to my uh, checkout later, so I'll check right after the podcast. Yeah, I, uh, me and uh, Lyle Rowry and a couple other people have really, really been uh, championing her on social media. I just like, uh, just like oh. putting that out there because. Uh, she does some mashups uh, from some different songs and stuff, and uh, apparently can play all those instruments that she's doing. Uh, the video is really cool. Um, it's a loop. She does a lot of loops, uh, and uh, yeah, I just like never, never would have thought I'd be into that, but it's uh, it's actually really, really like it. I'll have Sweet. to check this out. I see one that says uh, Foo Fighters meets '70s Bobby Caldwell. Yeah, she a just live yeah. looping mashup. Yeah, she she just loops things together, uh, songs that she plays, and then she does the vocals herself. And um, yeah, the one like I said, the one I first found was called Line of Sight, I think, uh, and it's also a loop, or she does a loop version of it. But 
really cool. Um, just nothing I ever would have thought I would be into and uh, really enjoyed it. So. And you know what? I'm looking at the genres. The genres say alternative, pop, jazz. And I'm a fan of all of those things. So, yeah. Fair. <laughs> there you go. And yeah, just something about her voice specifically. I was just like, is, she, is, this, is this a real person? It's awesome. So. <laughs> I will be checking this out. Thank you. You're welcome. That's my uh, that's my, my my most interesting media thing of late. <laughs> All right. My last one is, of course, another something else on Netflix. Uh, a TV series called The Innocence. Um, it is a foreign TV show, European, UK type style. Um, you know, I like the ones with subtitles. No, there are some subtitles because they're speaking Norwegian, I believe, in mm-hmm. here. Um. It's a story. Uh, it starts off as kind of a teenage romance. Um, this girl is kind of controlled by her father, uh, has to take a certain medication. She's in love with a teenage boy. They're going to run off together. Cool. Okay, I get it. But it turns out that the girl has superpowers. So I'm like, even cooler. Um, and you find out, and it, it, it tells it pretty much beginning, so there's not a, you know, no spoiler here, um, that she's able to skin shift uh that she touches somebody and she can change into them well who can't do that yeah i know that not, not normal no it's not normal at all uh and so it, it 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 it's really good it took a while to get started i think about episode three and they're 45 minute episodes so you're 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 you get into it and you're like, okay, come on, give me some good stuff. Show me some cool things that are happening. And it just starts off a little slow. But since it, since it's gotten started about episode three and a half, four, it's been really, really good. Uh, the way they talk about it, the abilities, you know, all the supernatural, superpowers and stuff going around. Uh, but there's also a lot of dealing with emotions because of how abilities work and stuff. Uh, it's been pretty good so far. Um, it's a short series. Uh, I think it's only eight episodes long. Um, but is they're it a, a Netflix original series. Yes, it is a Netflix original series. Okay. Um, so it's because it, they're about forty-five minutes, fifty minutes a piece, um, and they're eight episodes. I think I'm on like six right now, uh, and it's gotten better. It's gotten better. I would probably give it preliminary probably two, just because it's a slow start. Uh, but it's been pretty good. Um. There's some good guys, bad guys. Uh, it's got some named actors in it. Um, uh, I recommend it. Try it out. Uh, by Alex says, episode three and a half. Uh, it starts to pick up and build up quicker, and I'm really liking it a lot because um, there's some really trippy things in it too. So, cool. but what's the O for? John. Oh, I said cool. Oh. It's cool. Oh, there's cool. it. Oh. Uh, so other than that, if anybody's got anything, I think that's an episode, guys. All right. Thanks for uh, joining us, Adam. Yeah. That was, it was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. We will probably have you on some other time when we do more cool things. I guys, it. I'm going to send y'all over to Hannah and let y'all listen to her and watch her do some painting. She yeah, does yeah. some really cool stuff. She's a good supporter of our podcast, too. Uh, so go and say hi to her. Um, if you're not following her. Hit a follow, hit a like, so on and so forth. Also, check us out on Facebook and look us out on there because we do have our link up for our affiliate. Uh, we also on Twitter, but we don't do much Twittering. I mean, I do, but John yeah. doesn't. Uh, we do some, but not a lot. 
Um, also, don't forget, we want to thank our sponsors, Broken Egg Games. Woo-woo. Thanks for the awesome yeah. things they're doing Woo. to us. Uh, Tectonic Dan for providing yep. awesome terrain. And, of course, you, Chris from Mechanica Studios, um, okay. which he's doing some cool new stuff for us, too. So pay attention and watch out for that. Other than that, for More Than Dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. And Adam, where are you from? Oh, I'm just I'm just Adam. I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> just... <laughs> Good no, night. We're not a podcast or an official member. Yes, oh. you're an official <laughs> member. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you like it or, or not. not. <laughs> Excellent. And we did right, some uh, music. On, so. Cheers, guys. That was pretty good. Cheers. I'm really super excited that we got that stuff out. I'm going to go and start sending everybody to Hannah. Let that raid go in. It's like fading out like it's a good effect. I don't know if he's doing it on purpose, but yeah. hey. We're still going. I, I know. <laughs> it just sounded like you were fading out like you like you were playing like it. Every other, every other word was... Uh, 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 uh,